0: Sports is recorded in Harrisonburg, Virginia, in the heart of the Shenandoah Valley. Starring Dave. Surprising little fun
1: fact, King Griffey Jr. was the first number one overall draft
0: pick to go into the Hall of Fame. Chris. ALCS MVP for the Houston Astros, Gary Sanchez. Brad. If you're a professional. Act like you've gotten criticism before because obviously you have. And Joe. And yeah, Chris Davis is awful. And now... 4-D Sports. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of 4-D Sports. The playoffs have started. The first rounds are over, except for one series in the South, Covington and Charlottesville, going to a deciding Game 3 as we are recording, uh, weather permitting. I know it's raining over there in Charlottesville, so Uh, That game may actually not be played tonight. Uh, Strasburg and Woodstock are still alive in the north. They are supposed to be playing game one, but that game has been delayed due to weather. So we'll have to see how that goes. Uh, But guys, I think the big story, Dave and I went to game one in Waynesboro and the Waynesboro Generals who had swept the season series against Stanton, they had looked like the best team all year uh five errors in the ball game really probably should have been six cuz the first baseman dropped a foul ball um but they didn't charge him with an error there but f- five official errors uh believe three of them were in the first inning where Stanton got four runs and Stanton never looked back they controlled the game pretty much from there on out and the Stanton Braves managed to bring home a win Andrew Check had three RBIs in the ball game good night for him we talked to him after the game but I want to talk to Dave about his thoughts. Um, and maybe Dave's the bad luck because I don't think he had seen Waynesboro before, and Dave shows up and Waynesboro falls apart.
2: Yeah, if that's the case. I apologize to the town of Waynesboro. But, yeah, both games, uh, the game we went to, of course, it wasn't close really at all. You never felt like Waynesboro was coming back into it. And then they lost 9-2 the next game. Um, so it looks like that one didn't go their way at all either. Uh, but like you said, the air is just got kind of them behind in the first inning. They couldn't recover. Um, they had to burn their pitcher after that inning, uh, so they had to get into their bullpen and their backup guys. So it's just it's, it's, uh, a tough series for them. It definitely didn't start out on the right foot, and it looks like that's what eliminated them.
0: Yeah, and I, I know, Brad, uh, you didn't get to go to the games, but, you know, I think you had seen Waynesboro with me, and we had actually seen them play Stanton, and, we just felt watching them play we felt like that was the best team in the league and then the playoffs happened and they just collapse um you know what are your thoughts on
3: that well you know it's it's always tough having that target on your back being considered one of the top teams um I, especially at this point in this type of a you know this this type of a summer league it, it's all about who gets hot at the end and who can keep their players around. And really, I mean, it's not even so much whether or not it's the same players. It's just getting hot right at the end, carrying that momentum into the playoffs. We've seen it time and time again um, several years now, just certain teams that maybe weren't the top team, but they kind of float on through the playoffs and they got hot at the right time. So I think that's the big part of this playoffs and I think that really they kind of hurt Waynesboro right now, and they're, they've fallen victim to that.
0: Yeah, the one seed in the South and the best record in the league does go out in the first round to the Stanton Braves, who, uh, as Dave mentioned, won 9-2 to two last night. In game one, they won 8-2 to two, uh, and punched their ticket into the next round. In the north, it was Strasburg beating Winchester in Strasburg in game one, 8-4. to four. And then game two, it looked like at one point uh, Stanton was going to sweep, but the others were going to go three games because the team that was losing in the series was winning. Covington, the only one that holds on to get that win. Uh, Winchester could not hold on. Strasburg prevails 10 8 there. And Woodstock came back very late in the ballgame to take down Newmarket and win 5 4. Uh, they won game one against Newmarket 10 to 8, holding off a comeback uh, from the, uh, excuse me, the new market rebels in that game. Charlottesville nine, four in game one against Covington. They lost 12 to nine in game two. So again, that one delayed right now as they get ready for game three, uh, we'll see Woodstock and Strasburg. Uh, they're trying to get that game in up there in Strasburg. They'll be playing, uh, tomorrow night as well. And Stanton gets, gets a day off if, Charlottesville and Covington can get this game in here tonight they'll have a day off to kind of rest up a little bit and then get ready to take on either Charlottesville or Covington Uh, and that'll be an interesting series if Charlottesville wins that's the team that's kind of been representing the south here recently Uh, they have been really really good and Strasburg getting to the north championship against Woodstock it's six of the last seven years for the Strasburg Express in a league where you're turning over your basically your entire roster, or at least the majority of your roster year after year, it's pretty impressive that the guys up there in Strasbourg have been able to put this together year after year. Brad,
3: yeah, it is. It's incredibly impressive. Like we said before, especially as their team is kind of newer to the to the league, similar to how Charlottesville has been doing as well here in the recent years. But um, yeah, I mean, I think Strasbourg versus Woodstock in the North is the kind of showdown we were expecting. And uh, really, I, I mean, I think we're all kind of looking forward to that given how close it was there right at the end of the season.
0: Dave, uh, your thoughts on Strasburg getting to six of the last seven North Division championships?
2: Yeah, it really shows you that uh, the guys running that team take it seriously and uh, want to get the best people they can into into their organization to play baseball here. Um, to really do their research and find the guys that, you know, fits their style and and what they're looking to do. So it shows a lot when a team can consistently do it, like you said, because they're always getting new players and always have to be on the hunt in the search to see who their next guys are going to be. So it's definitely impressive when you see somebody have a run for that long.
0: All Valley League awards will be presented here later this week. It'll be interesting to see when those come out, who, who wins MVP, who wins coach of the year and who makes the all Valley League team. Uh, We'll, bring that to you uh, when those teams are announced. Uh, Maybe a quick short episode that week um, or for that. But uh, then, guys, uh, we've talked about Strasburg's dominance. Woodstock is a team that hasn't had a lot of recent success. In fact, last year we mentioned it. They only won five games. This year they won a lot more games. They won 25 games. And it's just amazing. Um, Mike Bocock is already a Valley Baseball League Hall of Famer. He played a big role in this, but this team uh, really, when when they said they were hiring Mike Bocock, I was like, all right, well, this will probably help them because if he can't turn that team around, I don't know who's going to turn it around. Uh, And sure enough, he's turned them around. Brad, you mentioned it. They closed the gap on Strasburg within a game uh, there at the end of the season. When Dave and I went up there, they swept a double header in Strasburg. I'm interested to, to see what happens because Woodstock has the pitching... Uh, to kind of try to hold down those Strasburg bats and it's going to be interesting you know you, you can see it on Strasburg's twitter sometimes uh their feast or famine at the plate they've got some pretty good pitchers as well but woodstock's offense has i, I mean i think off the top of my head at least three maybe even four players hitting uh close to 350 if not better and they've got one over 400 right now at the end of the regular season. So it's going to be interesting to see how those two teams who have dominated the North this year square off here in a best of three, uh, toss it over to Dave first.
2: Yeah, this is definitely an exciting series, uh, especially based on what we saw. stralsburg has been there all year has been solid. And like you said, Woodstock really closed it there at the end and had shot to, uh, take the top spot. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see if Strasburg can use uh, that last series there towards the end of the year to motivate them to to push past Woodstock, and how these games
0: go. Brad, your thoughts on Woodstock uh, and the rebound this year from five to twenty-five?
3: Yeah, I mean it was a great, great hire in getting Mike Bocock. I mean, he's been huge around the Valley League ever since you and I were growing up as kids. And I mm-hmm. mean, when when I heard that they had gotten him, I knew that that they definitely had good things in store for them. I didn't expect it to be this quick necessarily, although it makes sense with the way the league set up getting new players all the time. Um, So, I mean, really this, this series right here, it wouldn't surprise me either way it goes, but like I said, it's about who gets hot and Woodstock has been extremely hot. I mean, they are fire here at the end of the season and it's just up to Strasburg as to whether or not they can put out that fire and produce a bigger one of their own.
0: Looking to the south, again, uh, the one seed's gone. Uh, Charlottesville had a pretty big gap between them and Waynesboro, and then there was another pretty sizable gap between them and Covington. That being said, Covington has played them pretty tight in both games, uh, and they actually came away with the win in game two down there in Covington. It's I'm interested to see what happens. I, th- I think that could go either way, and then who knows? I mean, if Stanton plays like they have been against Waynesboro – you know, we could be talking about the Stanton Braves going from a team that barely got into the playoffs to a team playing for a Valley League title. And I think that's the crazy thing about these Valley League playoffs. Uh, when it's a best of three, you've you you've mentioned it a few times, Brad, just getting hot at the right time. But man, the Stanton Braves, it looked like they were backing into the playoffs. Uh, they, to close the regular season, they only won four of their last 10, but they're 2-0 and in the playoffs right now. And you know, I talked to Andrew check and you'll hear him say it in the interview. It's, it's a brand new season when you're in the playoffs right now, Stanton's undefeated and they have got to be liking after the way they dismantled the best team in the league in the regular season, they've got to be liking their chances against Covington or Charlottesville. Dave. Yeah. I haven't got to
2: see much of the South. Of course, you saw Waynesburg and Stanton places. Stanton looks like they're they're dominating. Uh, Charlottesville and Covington didn't get to see either one of those teams, um, but from previous years, uh, I know they're both competitive. They're both you know pretty similar in their their records this year. So hopefully, I get a chance to to check them out uh, for ever dancers.
0: All right. Well, we're gonna play our interview with. John, or excuse me, we're going to play our interview with Andrew Check first, and then we're going to break down Andrew Check's answers, and then we're going to get into John Leonard from All Things Valley. We had a chance to talk to him after game one as well, uh, and we want to do his last. uh, One, because we want to make sure he listens to the whole episode, and two, uh, we want to break down those answers and give him his own time here because um, we've started to get a nice friendship going with John, and uh, we just want to make sure... We save his for last. So first up is Andrew Check of the Stanton Braves, and here is the interview with Mr. Andrew Check. We have Andrew Check of the Stanton Braves with us now on 40 Sports. And Andrew, it's your first win against the Waynesboro Generals this year. It comes in Game One of the playoffs. Not a bad time for it.
4: Yeah, it's not at all. Uh, we are excited to come out and compete in playoffs. It Starts a new season pretty much, and we got to get Game One and come back home to the mocks tomorrow. So.
0: Yeah, you had a quite a game. Uh, three hits, two RBIs, uh, very clutch hitting from you in particular. But it really felt like the team was swinging a lot. And when they were swinging, they were putting the ball in play and a lot of hard hits tonight.
4: Yeah, we the uh, team tried to do a lot of damage at the plate, and today actually worked out. Found some holes, found some breeders. Guys got in running position, running scoring position, and then we were able to move them from there on. So it was pretty much put the ball in play and score runs.
0: I want to talk to you about your year this year in the Valley League. You're putting up uh, really good numbers, uh, one of the best players in the Valley League this year. Just talk about your experience this season in Stanton.
4: Uh, it's been great. I have a great host family, great teammates. Um, I, we all come to the field to work and get, become better, so we go back in the spring and have a great experience with our teams then. But here we're just having fun and uh, work on our crafts and get better every day. So.
0: All right, Andrew, we'll get you out of here on two just-for-fun questions that we ask everybody. First one. What is your favorite animated Disney movie?
4: Favorite animated Disney movie? Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of one. Uh, Incredibles is one, right? Yes. Yeah, Incredibles. I'll do Incredibles.
0: All right. And what's the song that you like that you're afraid to admit to other people?
4: Song that I like that I'm afraid to other people? Um, I'm kind of into like a little electric, and it's uh, it's called Dancing. By Aaron okay. Smith. It's like a good remix. We listen to it all the time at school, and it's awesome. I love it. It's a great all right. song. All right.
0: Well, thank you, Andrew. And good luck in the playoffs.
4: Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you.
0: Okay, guys. So a couple things. First off, I need to correct myself again. In that interview, I said he had two RBIs. He actually had three RBIs in that game. So uh, congratulations to Check on that great night. Uh, and then one thing that he said that I loved, um, and I'm going to now refer to it as for the rest of my life, he called Moxie stadium, uh, home of the Braves, the mox. Um, I loved it when I heard it. I don't know why I didn't think of it earlier, but Andrew check nailed it. I don't know if he came up with that. If someone's told him, that's the nickname for it, but the mox, I love it. Uh, Brad, your thoughts on the mox.
3: I mean, it's a great, you know, abbreviated version of it. I mean, I'm, I'm down for it. We can call it that from now on.
0: Dave. Any opposition to calling Moxie Stadium the Mox?
3: Love the Mox. Love the Wigwam. The Wigwam.
0: All right. So uh, let's get to the most important questions, obviously. Uh, The Disney movie, he... I was worried we were about to have Hunchback of Notre Dame 2 appearance, (laughs) but he pulls out The Incredibles. Oh, Dave's all about it. Dave loves The Incredibles. I... I've seen The Incredibles. It's yeah. not bad. It's just, it's not a movie like I feel like I have to stop and watch if it's on, I guess is my you thing. you seen Incredibles yet? No.
3: <laughs> no, I haven't seen so? it either.
0: It's on oh, Netflix. Uh, I, I got to watch it. Yeah. It,
3: I mean, it's been on TV too. I just, I just haven't had it on.
0: Dave, tell us, tell us what we're missing with The Incredibles franchise.
2: Yeah. I mean, I remember when The Incredibles came out, watching the theater, it was awesome. Uh, Jack-Jack's hilarious, Incredibles is good. A little disappointed he had to search for it uh, to pull out the as his favorite. But unless he was just so overwhelmed with all the Disney movies he was thinking of, oh, he couldn't choose.
0: Yeah, I'm going to say that, and I'm also going to say probably if we had given him 100 guesses of a question we would ask him, he wouldn't have guessed <laughs> Disney movie. I do <laughs> think sometimes we surprise people. That being said, you need to be able... if you're If someone tells us, I don't watch Disney movies... Like, ever in your life, you never watched a Disney movie? I feel bad for those people. I want to yeah, lock them know, in a room. I don't even know
3: how that's possible. I want to lock
0: them in a room and make them watch them. I mean, just so they have a childhood. But his song was Dancing, and I believe it was by Aaron Smith. I haven't heard it, um, so I can't comment on that. Uh, he said it was electric, so I'm guessing kind of like a, I don't know, club music, I guess, is what I would, I don't know. Again, I it haven't heard it. What? It's called "Dancing" by Aaron Smith. Um,
3: Just dancing.
0: Yeah, that's what it's called. Uh, I'm not familiar with it, but um, you know what?
3: Sure. Uh, maybe if I don't know. Maybe if I heard it, I would know. But I don't know by the title.
0: No, I don't think any of us have heard it. We're not into electric music, but you know what? Andrew Check gave us an honest answer. Yeah. and we appreciate it.
3: Yeah, applause to him for doing that.
0: All right, now this one's going to be a bit longer of an interview. Again, it's with John Leonard of All Things Valley League. Uh, we talked to him about the Valley League, of course, and then we talked to him about uh, some rebuttals that he's had to things we have said on this podcast. We're with John with All Things Valley League. Mr. John Leonard again joining us. He's a frequent guest on the podcast. And, John, uh, it's glad to, we're glad to get you back on now. You've been giving us a hard time. We'll get to some of that later, but let's start with the Valley League stuff. It's been an exciting year. We just finished watching Waynesboro, uh, even though they lost game one to Stanton here tonight. They set the franchise record for wins. It's been a pretty good year for them.
1: Uh, talk about just what you've seen from this Generals team. Well, they've just been uh, consistently performing well over the last, uh, I think, I think four weeks maybe. Um, got off to a little bit of a slow start, and now have just been, they, they just, uh, they have a deep lineup. Um, they work the count. Uh, they get, they have sustained rallies. I think Zach Cole is doing a great job. And uh, yeah, they've been quite impressive over the last number of weeks and the other big surprise in the valley league or maybe a surprise
0: has been the woodstock river band it's a team that won just five games last year now they're the two seed in the north and you know some are expecting maybe a team that comes out when the playoffs are all said and done as the north champion uh the River it's a really big rebound this year under bocock
1: would not surprise me at all if, if woodstock makes it to the finals and even even might win uh win the jim line weaver cup um Yeah, their improvement from last year to this year is actually the largest that in my research back through 2001. um, Went from five wins to 25, so a plus 20 from last year to this year. And the previous high was 17. It was set by Charlottesville and Front Royal uh, in two different seasons. Uh, But, yeah, quite impressive of how they've turned that around this year also. John, it's
0: been an exciting year for the Valley League in terms of just competitiveness. And then also, you were down there at the showcase. They tied a game. They won a game. Um, It's been a showcase where the Valley League actually has done quite well each year. They've participated in it. And you were down there this
1: year. Talk about that experience. Well, that was so much fun. I I got to actually be in the dugout with the team, um, keeping score and taking photographs. Uh, Felt like I was really a part of something again, which was kind of cool. Um, but uh, also just being around them in their preparation, uh, the top 25 guys or, or 25 of uh, the top. Uh, may, maybe there could have been some other guys there, too. Um, but I think we performed quite well there. And in fact, I, I really think that we were the best team there. And I, of course, I'm as biased as a person could possibly be. Um, but we're clearly better than, than the Florida League, uh, or the the, uh, the Southern League, rather. Florida was the second game. They were better, uh, but I still think that we were we were the best team there.
0: And, John, I also want to ask you now, um, talking about some of the stuff we've talked about, I know you're a big Philly guy. You don't like that we take shots to Phillies and the Philly city. <laughs> Brad has been even more so than me, uh, which is unusual, but... Uh, I'll give you a chance to defend yourself. You've been doing it in the Facebook messages. Uh, I'll
1: give you a chance to defend them on the podcast. I need to defend the Phillies or Philadelphia. What? What? Uh, uh, either one. Either. Well, I haven't lived in Philadelphia since I was 18, and that was a long, long time ago. Uh, and I'm not the typical Philadelphia fan <laughs> no, no, as as, uh, as as what their reputation is anyway. I don't boo. I don't yell stuff. Um, but. But no, I mean, what's different about Philadelphia than anywhere else? I think, I think, uh, was it your brother who said that Philadelphia stinks? (laughs) I've never been. (laughs) Brad Brad went a couple years ago and he, that's what he brings up. He's, he's weird on that kind of stuff. And
0: then the pants, he's really into pants too, apparently.
1: Well, look, I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing different about Philadelphia that you're not going to find in Baltimore. For example, uh, you, you Oriole fans. So, I mean, give it a break, will yeah, for pity sakes. <laughs> All right, now the other thing
0: you've given us a hard time about, we love the Lion King, and you do not like the Lion King. So uh, go ahead, Phyllis, take us behind the curtain on what's wrong with the Lion King.
1: All right, so we have to give some background here. Uh, I have lived in East Africa for 13 of the last 20 years of my life, and the Lion King is a complete cliche in East Africa. It is, so hakuna matata is the one phrase that every Kenyan knows that every North American knows. (laughs) And so I will go like into a marketplace in Kenya. Uh, I am not a tourist. I am a resident. Uh, Walk into this marketplace and they start yelling hakuna matata at me because they know (laughs) that I will know that phrase. Uh, And it just drives me crazy. And come on, they named, they named the warthog. Swahili warthog, for pity sakes, right? Like, Pumbaa is actually Swahili for a warthog. Like, they didn't even try. They named the lion Simba. That's lion. In Swahili, they named the lion Lion. I mean, come on. You guys got to pick a better better movie than this. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, well, John, uh, we want to get you out of
0: here on another Just for Fun question. Oh, no. um, we've gone through a lot with you, and we get difficult situations sometimes, and So what we're going to ask you is another popular thing in pop culture. Who is your favorite Muppet?
1: My favorite Muppet is Animal. Like, by by far. Like, when he would flail his arms and and that thing with Rita Moreno, like, that was a classic. (laughs) See, now I'm showing my age by talking about Rita Moreno on The Muppet Show. But, yeah, it's Animal, for sure. All right. Well, thank you, John. We really appreciate it. (laughs) <laughs> All
0: right, so that was John Leonard. Um so I the first the beginning of the interview, I got him talking about how great Wayne'sboro is and of course um that's the 4D Sports Kiss of Death, I guess Wayne'sboro goes out in the first round. Um but then he talked about the showcase, which was really cool to hear his perspective on that since he got to go with the team and be in the dugout for that. Um but then we got into Philly. Um he said he doesn't think Philly stinks any worse than any regular city. Um, But we'll go ahead and let that be for now. Um, And then he talked about the Lion King. Uh, His problems with the Lion King. Uh, He doesn't like that everywhere he goes, people shout Akuna Matata at him in Kenya. I I can understand that. Um, That would probably get old pretty fast. And then his other problems with it were Pumbaa is Warthog in Swahili. So they named the Warthog Warthog, and they named Simba which is lion in Swahili, so they named the lion lion. Um, look, he told me Rafiki means friend as well, and I get, I told him at least they didn't name the baboon baboon. I mean, right, guys?
3: Well, I mean, here's why I don't really have a problem with the words meaning the same thing. Is like, I mean, take Winnie for Pudi, like for example, you know, you got Raddit. You got Owl. That's true. You got Rue and Kanga. Wow. You've got um, Piglet. You know, you've got um, Tigger, which, you know, take out one of the G's. You got Tiger, which is what he kind of is. So,
0: Brad, I mean, coming out coming with Winnie the Pooh, which is another childhood fave. Wow.
3: I know. I'm just saying, like, with, uh, with some child stuff like that, you know, you got to expect a little bit of just kind of recognition. And, hey, think of it this way. It's almost kind of bringing a little bit of culture to, you know, a society that wouldn't know that language otherwise. So they can kind of make connections. That's true.
0: It brings, it brings, we, I still didn't know that. So I needed John Leonard to literally tell me that's what it meant to understand it.
3: And now that you know that, you feel a little bit of a connection there, right?
0: I know a little more Swahili. Uh, Dave, your thoughts on John's Lion King complaints?
2: Yeah, I've never, I've never heard uh, anybody else's take on it that's like from that area. So I would be curious to see if that's how everybody thinks of the movie. If he's alone. Um, if they think it's like all cliche or not a big fan of it. Um, Brad makes some good points. I think Lion King's just a good story. Uh, yeah. It comes at your emotions, especially when you're a little kid and you're watching it. Uh, I don't
0: know. We saw the remake um, and I don't want to spoil it because Brad hasn't seen it yet. And I don't want to spoil it for anyone else who hasn't seen it. Um. good not great was my feeling Dave
2: yeah uh, certain characters definitely stood out more than others uh, and had more moments and carried the movie um, <laughs> And they added a couple things like little fillers uh, that I guess told a little more of the story that the cartoon didn't capture uh, going into it I was a little worried because I haven't heard great things about it but yeah I thought it was good. I thought it's uh it's better than some of the other Disney remakes they've done for sure. Uh did they I, need I, to do it? No. But am I glad I saw it? Yeah. I do
3: have a question for Dave. Okay. So Scar versus Jafar in these remakes, villain wise. Is Scar Scar a good villain in this one? Scar is better than Jafar's uh was. Uh, I, I
2: guess this isn't really mean anything. don't be too hyped for Scars Solo. Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I heard it's not. It's, it's not, not really as. It it's
2: not as uh, dramatic or as cool as the
3: cartoon. Is it more of a monologue? Kind
0: of. And also, mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. Seth mm-hmm. Rogen wasn't Pumbaa, I think I could have enjoyed the movie more. <laughs> Death Regan was an okay but, uh, Billy Eichner was a great tune. Oh, Billy Eichner. Billy Eichner, really good singer, by the way. Wow. I think that's what bothered me. I think that's what bothered me about this CGI version is they seem to pick people who couldn't sing for some roles that kind of needed people who could sing.
2: Like him.
0: Well, like Scar. Like, Be Prepared is a big, that's a good song. And because that guy uh, apparently can't sing, because he didn't until, like, the last two words, um, I felt like, okay, maybe he can't sing. Seth Rogen can't sing. Seth Rogen was horrible. Every time he tried to sing, I wanted him to stop immediately. Uh, Well, okay, he's in uh, Hakuna Matata quite a bit. He's in The Lion Sleeves Tonight. Uh, I think he also kind of sings in... Uh, what is it can you feel the love tonight I think he has a couple lines in there Simba could sing Nala could sing Billy Eichner can sing Timon. Nala was uh Beyonce and then Simba was uh I always miss him I always mess up the Glovers I think Daniel Glover is that right uh uh-huh. childish Gambino sure we'll go with that um and then the just for fun question that we asked john at the end favorite muppet he gave us animal um he loves when he flails his arms while he plays the drums he also flailed his arms for us while he was describing it um which was great uh it's it doesn't really translate over the podcast but i i enjoyed it (laughs) Um, And look, Animal's a good answer. Really, unlike the Disney movies where there's going to be a chance for someone to say a movie I don't like, unless you say Walter is your favorite Muppet, there's probably not going to be too big of a protest from me on a favorite Muppet.
3: What about Chip, the IT guy?
0: Yeah, I mean, they would have to watch. I would would almost be appreciative if someone said that because that means they watched the TV show on ABC, which got canceled, (laughs) so... (laughs) Yeah, as long as they don't say Walter, I'm pretty good. Animal's good. I, I wouldn't say he's my favorite, but Animal's a good answer. And I get why he, I get why he likes him. Dave. Animal's
2: my favorite uh classic Muppet. Like the favorite classic, movie. yeah. yeah. I, like I thought he liked Rolf. I like Rolf
0: too. Okay. Brad, what do you think I like of Animal? Mom.
3: Animal is one of the Muppets that, you know, just kind of comes to mind usually when you think of the Muppets besides like, you know, Kermit, Miss Piggy, Gonzo, um, Fozzie Bear. I mean, he's like the next one probably that you think of.
0: And Dwight has a tattoo of him uh, as a Muppet baby.
3: Yeah. He is a Muppet baby.
0: Not really, but, you know, from The Office. That's an Office reference for those of you that watch The Office. Um, But... And I guess my Muppets, you know, I, I, John loves him from The Muppet Show. I Obviously, being the age we are, we didn't get to watch a whole lot of The Muppet Show. Um, I know Dave might differ from us there. I think he has a DVD of The Muppet Show. We have him on DVD. Okay, so Dave has seen more of, of The Muppet Show than Brad and I. But I know him from uh, Muppet Treasure Island, Muppet Christmas Carol, the Muppet movies that have come out now recently. Um Muppet Christmas Carol, Animal, when he busts out uh, the drum solo and that scene where they're at the Fozzie Wig's Christmas party. Wow. Brilliant job by Animal. Loved him.
3: Really livened up
0: the party. He really did. Uh, Anyway, if you've made it through all of this, wow, bless you. Um, And thank you for listening to 4D Sports again. John runs the website, allthingsvalleyleague.com. You should check it out. That's where you're going to get your really in-depth, serious Valley League information. Um, We will try to do our best and give you as much Valley League information as we can. Uh, We don't go to nearly as many games as John, and we like to keep things light here, uh, and we like to ask people what their favorite Disney movies are and guilty pleasure songs. So that's what we do uh john is all business and he is great at it you should definitely check out that website again thanks to him and thanks to andrew check for talking to us as well and congratulations to the santon braves on punching their ticket to the next round congratulations to Strasbourg and woodstock on making it to the next round and i know uh, we're going to be trying to make it out to as many games as possible brad's going to have a hard time um but unless it's a weekend maybe but i know dave and i, no, are I have going a three-day
3: to, weekend coming up right Oh,
0: uh, there you go. Okay, well, then you'll be able to make it to maybe the championship, maybe. But um, I know Dave and I are going to try our best, but a lot of it depends on uh, geography of where the games are played and then uh, when rain does or does not happen. So until the next episode of 4D Sports, we thank you for listening. And again, make sure you're following us on Twitter at 40 underscore sports or on Facebook, 4D Sports Podcast. Comment, share the episode. Uh, tell us what you think of, you know, uh, the way baseball is playing out in the valley. Tell us if we're wrong on our assumptions on things going on. Tell us your favorite Disney movie. Tell us your favorite Muppets. Uh, go ahead. Uh, we love that talk, and, you know, we love interacting with the fans as well. So, again, thanks for listening to 40 Sports, and until next time, good night.
3: And Hakuna Matata, John.